Hey guys, you're listening to episode 11 of Inside Kevin C. On this episode, we have my good friend Doug Kopeck, who I met through playing Super Smash Bros. For a long time, he was one of Idaho Smash's main TOs, or tournament organizers, and he did a lot of good for the community uh, when he was sort of at the helm there. So it was a pleasure having him on this week's episode. And uh, in this episode, we chat about lots of Smash, sort of how to improve at things, uh, sort of the culture of small uh, communities like the Smash community, and then uh, also kind of what we've been up to and um, cooking. Doug's uh, getting really into cooking, so super cool episode, and uh, I know you'll enjoy it. Did you go to coffee studio? That sort of business? No, we didn't go to coffee studio. Um, where did Nick and I go? You probably didn't go to Cafiana. Oh, we went to uh, Java High Park. Love that place. Yeah, that place he lives great. pretty close to there. Really? Okay, so. Generally, I try to find something that's convenient for people. Yeah. But, uh. This is extra convenient for me. I like literally work like right next door, so. Yeah. Um, however, if I find a place that just has sort of the perfect amount of everything with the background noise or just nice venue in general, yeah. really the ambiance is really all that matters to me. Gotcha. Um, then maybe I'll just start like you're coming to this it. place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. But yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I should probably turn more. <gasps> The phone's actually pretty good at picking up. Okay. Uh, audio. I've been I've been impressed. That's why I haven't decided to purchase any like fancy equipment or anything. Yeah. You can get one of those like directional mics. Yeah. Those are pretty oh, easy yeah. to like, use. Plus the phone. I was talking to Sam about this actually, but the phone oh, makes yeah. uh, the phone so unintimidating. You know. It really it's is. Like, I think it helps people be more natural. Yeah. That's that's cool. Like you're always thinking of it as like a prop. Or like uh, an element in the conversation. Well, yeah, there's that, and then I just feel like having a phone on a table is so normal, anyways. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> walks by, they're like, "Is that a bomb?" <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's actually just my phone. That interaction doesn't even happen. Kid's gone. I wanted to make sure he wasn't like still it. looking at me. <laughs> you never stop. Oh, fuck. You? What are you been up to? Not too much. Um, Doing the podcast, doing YouTube, doing uh, my website, yes. which I need to I need to work on the design of it more, but just writing yeah. more consistently has uh, been fun. It's and like then, a muscle you can flex too, you know, because like you went to college, right? Like you write all the time and like if you don't write for a while, you kind of lose that Yeah. or like forget how to do it in a way that's like what you want, so... Yeah, that must be nice. That is, um, I'm trying to write differently than <laughs> what I want, you know? Yes. Or, uh, not, sorry, than what I used to do in college, because mm. that was very specific. Yeah. Uh, philosophy writing. Argument writing and but, stuff. Right. So now, I, I mean, arguments aren't bad, but I want to make it more widely appealing, just like more clever, more funny, more about anything I feel like yeah. writing about. It's more like, actually like, entertainment to read yeah pretty much content content yeah content that's the what that is c word yeah the c word <laughs> like content put it out content 
but uh, that's been fun. I still have a lot to learn and improve on with all that stuff. Like, I should be hitting social media way harder with all this yeah. stuff. There's also certain times of day you should be hitting social media. Exactly. I was. I, I read a book recently that had a whole section on like Facebook, Instagram, and like when you should be. And like your time zone matters. It does. That stuff, yeah. So. Sometimes I'm hanging out with my fiance, and like we'll, we'll uh, we, you know, we'll be doing, we do stuff together, which is you know. Yeah. As you as, as you do. do. <laughs> but we went to the, we went to a hot springs. We took some really great pictures. Which hot springs did you go to? Just up in Idaho City, not too far. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But it was just really fun. Um, we did some like wilderness stuff, and uh, did you build a fire no, we <laughs> did not build a fire stuff? but we took great pictures of it <laughs> yeah and i was like let's post those and she's like no it's not the right time and i was like what do you mean and then she oh, educated wow. me i was like oh okay cool i guess the point nice. of this half joking is uh to tell people have people tell us that they liked it <laughs> you know that's the whole point yeah the i whole, mean see it like hey friends this is what we did and then have the friends say oh that's sick so like <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to see it if I yeah. post it at Does midnight. it feel a little... Yeah, th that's true. I mean, there's the honest, like, I just like to share what I'm doing with my friends and people yeah, who care about me. pretty much. Uh, the way I've thought about it is, like, from a business perspective. Right, and that's completely different. I just want eyes, 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 you know? And uh, it's it's been impressive to me because I've, I've mentioned this stuff on Facebook a lot. Yeah, to and your friends and family. I still talk to family. people who are like, oh, you have a podcast? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I felt like I've been hitting this kind of hard, maybe not hard enough, or maybe exactly. it's just the timing of my posts. Right. Which are like 11 p.m. when I finish like doing whatever I need to do. Yeah. And that, well, that's kind of how I felt um, when I was like trying to get people to come to my tournaments. You know mm. what I mean? It's just like a whole different thing where uh, like you can, the, the whole thing with running Smash tournaments is that like no one's going to come to your tournament just because it's a tournament. You have to make people want to go. Like, they can play Smash at their house for free, always. It's like, once you get into Smash, the fact that you, like, if you have a console and you have a friend, playing forever is free, you know? And you can you can play seriously, you can you could money match, and of course there's, like, a price tag attached to that. But competing in an event is, like, kind of an investment. So, like, no one's going to come to your event just because it has p.m. at it especially p.m. unless it's me unless it's me <laughs> unless it's well yeah that's i mean i yeah, absolutely i agree for so no one's gonna listen to your podcast just because it's a podcast you know oh that's totally true yeah well I, I just mean i'm i was surprised that and you probably found this as well with tournaments it's just like oh you had a tournament yeah it's just like where have you been dude exactly. like i thought i've had like, 17 tournaments yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up yeah Straight up. I mean, I'm not that far along. Like, right. I've been doing this for barely a couple of months, and honestly, I've probably only posted six times about the podcast. Um, I mean, that's like uh, definitely okay. in it, though. Yeah, and it's hard to be because, like, I don't want to annoy people because that's just the yeah. worst. That is the, the worst. worst thing. You don't want to do. be that guy who's like, <laughs> "Sorry for posting again, but <laughs> yeah. there is going to be PM side event at the ABU this Saturday." <laughs> There is. <laughs> oh gosh. So. Yeah, that's uh. Do, so, do you think? We we just talked about like how most people are not gonna be s sort of just like show up just because it's a tournament. Yeah. Do you think that 
But on the other hand, I think there are a lot of people are who w who would, right. let's say, because they have that. Like I had that inner drive for Smash the for a long drive. time. Yes, the and inner game. It's just like I just want to win. Yes. Over and over and over and get better. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna show up. Um. Do you feel like that's a fault in people that let's say like they want to like if you were to ask them, do you want to get better at Smash, and then. Like, it takes that much for them to show up. Right. Do you feel like that's an issue or people are They're not kind going. of kidding themselves? Or do you think, like, hey, it's just Smash. It's a video game. Yeah. And I can play it for free if I want to. Yeah. I think it's a skill that has to be flexed and practiced and developed by the event staff and TO. I think you need to make a great environment and a fun place to hang out. Because, so if practically, you think about, yes. Right? Practically, yes. But because, like, is that due to like? Do you do you feel deep down like, man? I just feel like people should be more motivated to in improve general. at the things that they like to do. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, at the, if you went to all of those players that wouldn't come, that doesn't that don't come, and every player that does come, and you ask them the same like, is there? Do you think our end goal? Like with running a bunch of events and being a community is to have an awesome community and for us all to get sick as a region like do you think that's a great goal to have they're all gonna say yes and then if you ask them in the same breath why didn't you come you know you're gonna get a whole bunch of different answers yeah. and some people you know they just can't come but other like people that can and they just say like stay at home you know like that that is like i guess a you know a lack of motivation absolutely but it's you know, just, you can't. Feels, you can never control what people do. You know, you course. can only you can only control what you can control. So yeah, as the TO, I think you should totally be making it as um, alluring as possible. Yeah, welcoming. Because you have to deal with you know other people. Yeah. And that's just how it is. And you can do stuff like uh, like amateur brackets. You know, for people that want to come and just mostly hang out and then still enter and then go O2. They yeah. can still play, and that's free. There's you know? a lot of different strategies streams, you can use. Yeah, streams. All kinds of stuff to get people to come out. I mean, fuck, I even, like, fed people dinner. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. That was insane. I don't know if yeah. any tournaments that were local-sized, of any tournaments that were local-sized, where... You got free. You got dinner. dinner. <laughs> home cooked. Well, it was actually homemade. Yeah. Homemade food. There's pizza all the time, but yes. Well, and we did get pizza one time. Yeah. But that was when we were just like tired and we were like, "Fuck it." <laughs> like no. Well, people would come over to my house at fest all the time and just be like, "Hey, can I just order a pizza here?" Yes. Absolutely. Care. Do it. <laughs> I remember Isaac used to like. Oh, Isaac used to be a huge pizza he's guy. A pizza fiend. Yeah. Pizza fiend. Oh, he would use Domino's. He'd have the. He would app. use Hungry Box's promo code. <laughs> <laughs> to get percentage off of Papa John's. Dude. That's so... Oh, was it Papa John's? Always Papa okay. John's. Which is... I was thinking Domino's. Shaky. I mean, better ingredients. Better pizza. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> let's not get into that. It's not a pizza podcast, okay? Well, and Sam used to work at Papa Murphy's, so he would bring... Yeah. Like pre-cooked. I think I might have been the only pizza-employed uh, smasher that didn't bring their merchandise to tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was better than that. Good for you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 
Yeah, I think for me, it was always so hard to put myself in the shoes of other less motivated smashers. Oh, yeah. Like, I just... I just had the blinders on as far as getting good, which is good for me. Yeah. But as a TO, it's definitely a negative. Yeah. Yeah, because then you end up, and I found myself feeling this way several times, but like you end up getting mad at your players. You get mad at your community. Like, I did all this stuff for you guys. Yeah. And like, you don't want to vocalize it because like you don't want to seem like you're. <laughs> like, well, that works against your goal. Too. Exactly. It works against your goal, but you can't help but feel it. And it's definitely okay to feel like. Man, that sucks. But yeah. yeah. And I think you and I are a little bit similar with like especially with a game like Project M where I think we both got like so into it but like for different reasons where like those PM blinders where it's like you just want to become like fucking <laughs> sick and I just love that this small community is just so uh in a way like punk rock, you know, like mm -hmm. do it yourself like we thought this was so cool that we did our own thing with it and like that just that's really inspiring to me and I wanted to like cultivate that kind of thing in our scene and you know like and you were there too uh, when Idaho Smash was just like only PM you know yeah, and that's when I stepped into I did a podcast on on sort of the PM history and like oh yeah there was a time like absolutely all I knew was PM like right. there was no competitive Smash outside of PM for me yeah exactly and like they'll go into those like free tournaments at Smash at 8 or like stuff like Captain's Quarters, like that made me like really want to like, you know, cultivate that. So yeah, yeah. Do you feel like there is always kind of going to kind of be a cap with the size of the scene, given you know whether it was the game, whether it was the fact that we're all just kind of young dudes who yeah. can't really go full time and put a bunch of work into yeah. something that's Especially not making with, us any money. Especially with the game probably being, out of every Smash game, the one that has the lowest influx of new players. Right. Like, I don't know, I think 64 probably has more new players playing it than, Maybe. than PM yeah. does. But PM is like, it's like that hardcore fan base, right? Like, you still see tournaments that like... I know. still watch okay. PM tournaments from time to time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, and you'll see still, still see tournaments with like players that have been playing forever entering. Yeah. You know, but like the, as far as a cap, like for PM, yeah, I, I feel like I always felt like oh maybe eventually this will stop. Um, oh, it did. It did. <laughs> but I think also with um, melee in Idaho, um, I think that with a lot of new people moving to Boise it has a uh, more of a chance than it did a couple of years ago p.m. or melee melee and by extension p.m. Okay. you know yeah it's uh p.m. thrives off of that curiosity p.m. lives where people are like at a fest and they see it and they see like <laughs> ivysaur or like you know fucking bowser solar beam dude. and they're There's like else solar, like solar beam. beam dude that's how i got in p.m. just getting down air solar beam by dominic <laughs> I'm like, oh, what is this? You know, that it thrives off that curiosity. So, you know, as long as that's always there, there's gonna always be some some kids just playing it. I hope so. Yeah. It's sad to imagine like there's gonna be a time in let's just say Idaho or yeah. in, in the world too, but there's gonna be like a last time that someone turns on their Wii yeah. and like 
slides in the SD card. Yes. <laughs> or you know, it like, crashes and then they play a couple matches and then that's the last yeah. time PMs are like, oh, I gotta go to work. You yeah. know. I mean, I've been I've been playing at uh, at Kevin's house. So. Were you? I got a notification on my phone that's like, blah blah blah, streaming melee at midnight last night. From, Not me. From the birdhouse. Not me. But me. I was on. I didn't even tune in. I was over there at like on like Tuesday. I went over at like ten or something, okay. and then we played for like three hours. We just played melee though. Okay, I was gonna say I feel like I've I've seen some green sheiks, but there's yeah. no camera anymore. I'm like I think yeah. that's done. That's me. That's me. <laughs> nice. I've been. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's uh it's Jared's Marth and my Sheik, and we've just been grinding that matchup, really? just strangely. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I, I still have fun with it for sure. Well, Seth like, actually hit me up last night. Oh, okay. To play uh, teams, dude, I love teams. I love teams. He I and Nick are going that. to EGLX, I guess. Which Seth is and like, Nick? Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that like? Maybe this weekend or next. EGLX is like December. Oh, okay. It's like December. Yeah, I think so. so I it's think a it's ways it's off. one of the last. So like two of the last melee tournaments that are like big are gonna be Dreamhack Dreamhack Rotterdam, which is going to be a, a Netherlands tournament that Zane and SJ are going to. Okay. And so then Zane's EGLX. Win. Maybe SJ oh, has like. Oh, is going actually? No. Oh. SJ has like is up up like five one on Zane last Seriously? time. Seriously? Yeah. So that makes it really interesting. And also, Ice and Prof are going to be there too. Oh, Ice! Wow. Yeah, I know Ice. I haven't heard from Ice in a long exactly. time. Exactly. So I'm excited to watch that. Um, and then uh, EGLX, obviously Canada. So yeah, watch some nun. Yes. I'm excited to go to the Cascadian. In, You're going? Uh, yeah, in January. Nick's that's in going. January? Yeah. Oh, that's actually gives me plenty of time to decide if I want to go. Nick's going. Kevin's probably going to go. I can enter uh, melee. Arcadian. No. Like Viper Just singles? For PM. Oh, yeah. Viper singles, but melee, I'm not banned. So we're in the same so, bracket in melee. Yeah. Sick. So like, Sick. I could actually get pretty far in this, I think. Sick. That's what Nick's not banned from it either. Nick's oh, Nick's just dumb. licking his chops, <laughs> just like hell yeah, Nick dude. Nick needs to be banned. Yeah, they might they might they might come with like a, a quick ban, you know, with that one. Yeah. Like they did with remember when Birdman Bird almost cheesed his way into the fucking sleeper Arcadian. Was it okay? The sleeper, yeah. Yeah, I dude. <laughs> that was crazy. I was gonna be mad. Was we all like were. Like a free five hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, the whole tournament would have been mad. Yeah. Well, like, do you think he would have beaten yeah. Helix? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think so, but I think he would have had a harder time. also has with, like, these matchups where it's like, oh, he just lost. Yeah. I don't know like how this happened. Yeah, and other stuff. That's such too. a bad matchup for Ganondorf. It's crazy. I think it is, but every matchup looks good for Ganondorf when he's edge guarding. I Ganondorf also. Yeah. So every matchup looks good for Ganondorf when he's edge guarding. Yeah, that's true. Well, his his dare is so good at. Edge guarding Snake. Yes. It's insane. Yes. And PM's everything cool. else, really. PM's fucking sick. Moral of the story, PM's great. Yeah, I played for like seven hours last weekend yeah. over there. Just like, jeez, I wasted my whole day. Yeah. <laughs> but I just had so Dude, much the, fun. Dude, the birdhouse will do that to you. I know. Yeah, I was like, all right, all right babe, I'm going to go for an hour and a half, and I got I got home at like one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, shit. And I, I tried to send that like, do you want Taco Bell text? And she was already asleep. Just like to, and I like, because I kind of want to Taco this Bell. Get me to go. But like also, but like also, um, just to see if she was awake. Mm. Dead asleep. So, I see. I still have not met Taylor. Really? At all. That's not funny. Even once. That's funny. 
Um, Nick and Taylor went to high school together. Which it's high school was that? Centennial. Centennial. Yeah. Unfortunate. And then we run into Kevin all the time at uh, Winco, and she knew him prior. <laughs> yeah. Kevin so. always has stories about who he saw yes. at Winco, yeah. and uh, he's like, yeah, this person just didn't want to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. It's like Tristan sometimes. Oh, uh, sucks. To, like, I always talk to Kevin. Yeah, Always. But, I mean, you used to live with him, so that makes sense. Yeah. We're good friends. When's he going to be on the podcast? It's up to him. Oh, yeah. He's, uh... I spoke about this last podcast, actually, but... He is the un <coughs> unnamed individual who has some reservations about being on. Oh, that's funny. Just because I think... I don't know what he's afraid of, because... Like, if he says anything too unsavory... Oh. Like, I don't have to post it. It's not <laughs> It's not a big deal to me. <laughs> too unsavory. I think... Well, I just think he has a lot of Mormon family, so... Oh, right. That's true. I think that's what it is. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. What's uh what's going on with you? Um, I'm getting really into cooking. Yeah. Hardcore. So what does that mean? Does that mean you want to be a cook? Um. Yeah, I think so. Like sh like chefing. Right. Chefing up. Um. And uh, I you, worked at you like said a you lot. You might go to school for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were. I worked at like a lot of restaurants in my day, and I've never felt more like. Uh, empowered in my ability to make food as I have with this current one that I'm working at which is really cool um, I've been able to like make up recipes that are actually being sold and stuff that's really cool nice or like not necessarily whole recipes but like decisions within recipes like oh no this should be like this or like you know things like that well that's what makes the difference right exactly it's not like I created a new pasta dish no right? yeah like, it's all about the small things yes and like Every every dish at a restaurant that's like that like cares about like what it's serving is gonna be like, you know how uh, comedy writers or, or whatever will talk about like oh like we, we all like wrote this joke like we can't it's like it doesn't make sense to claim ownership of like one like of one joke because it's a process it's a, that's why it's a writing staff, you know, it's the same thing in in like, in like a kitchen, you know we all contribute. The mastermind. Exactly, exactly, and like that reminds me so much of. Of Smash, in a way, where it's like we're a community and like we all matter, even like the the bad players and the good players and the players in between and stuff. Content creators. I think yeah. I mean, when you talked about that in regards to Smash, I definitely see you as a person who likes being in that sort of community. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I always thought that like, because I used to work at a restaurant, um, and I did I worked there for like two months. But it was like very like a chef headed like a head chef headed restaurant like a yes chef no chef type place. And so it wasn't like, just like a we make X and Y and Z dish and people order. No, it's, it's like, like it's like Chef Michael makes X Y right. and Z. You know what I mean? So you know, and that that sucked. That sucked. It sucked. Yeah, because you weren't the chef. No, because it wasn't a group process. Oh, I see. You know, so you're not really interested in doing your own thing necessarily maybe I am but like in a way that's more of like I'm definitely down to being like a head of like a process that is like a group effort you know okay, yeah so it's collaborative yeah so. I'm definitely down with being in charge of something collaborative like that yeah but I don't want to be like this guy it's like what I say goes mm. you know because like it's, I don't think that's how good food gets made because you have to think about farmers 
and like you know people that raise animals and you know distributors and stuff like that like it all starts there's a whole like ecosystem of like how food gets put to your table so yeah um i was listening to uh an unrelated audiobook but think and grow rich have you heard of that uh-uh anyways there's some portion on uh like accomplishing tasks and it's basically kind of about capitalism it's kind of like a little pro-capitalism bit honestly but yeah it's like imagine if you had to make breakfast and you had to do everything by yourself so like you had to get to east asia to get tea oh yeah yourself yeah like and it once you got there like you'd have to have money somehow yeah are you getting the money you'd, you'd swim you couldn't swim there really yeah you can't really manufacture any of this stuff like sugar to put in the tea or yeah you know this you have or to, that you have or to pick your own sugar tea. Or flour or whatever like yeah um so even like tiny tasks that we take for granted now are yeah are the result of so many different operations coming together and the way like a good restaurant like cultivates all of that is just through good relationships having yeah. a good relationship with your tomato farmer or whatever you know you get you get the best tomatoes that way you know that's Going, life too exactly it's just the same thing it's the same thing so i'm thinking about um in a couple of years uh moving out of state and there's like a do certain, you want to move yeah after i get married um in october uh i think we're maybe sticking around for a year or two years and then there's a certain college I'm looking at with a certain agriculture and food degree. It's like both. And um, I think that's what I want to pursue. So, so have you done any sort of, uh, and this is just, you probably haven't done this. But <laughs> uh, nobody does shoot, this. Dude. But have you done any sort of like cost benefit analysis on getting an actual like culinary arts degree? Um, it's just usually like not worth learning. it. It's okay. usually not worth it. It's usually always worth it to um, like study and learn under a professional. Yeah. Um, get a mentor. Yeah. It's usually, and it also through that, you also get access to relationships that that professional will have mm -hmm. too. Um, and uh, it's usually almost always more worth it to do that. But um, because of this specific program's access to agriculture, you know, how else am I gonna learn that, you know, while working at a bunch of like nice restaurants? Um, I don't know. know anything about that landscape. Exactly. But I bet there's other ways to, to do it, you know, like there's farms around here, right? Yeah, that's true. Imagine if you just called up a farm and said, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'll buy you, you know, lunch or whatever and just tell me about your business and what your relationship is like with people who are buying yeah. from you, you know? Yeah, that's probably true. Um, what's your, uh, I'm curious, like, what's your, if you could do anything in life, you know, what would it be, like, what's your dream? Right now, um, I want to make, like, a sustainable and delicious food, I think is, is, like, the main, you know, elevator pitch, like, of my dream, I guess. Mm -hmm. I want to so do, do you want to be sort of the owner of something like that or do you think that's yeah, a necessary probably. requirement to do what you really want to do I think I think it is because like I want to have like creative freedom yeah you know and that's that's important but like it's not it's weird because it's a balance of like you know I want that collaborative process but I also want the freedom to be like 
wow, these people like really liked my recipe too. So like, it's like, how much do you want to take ownership of something like that? But, um, I don't know. I just, I just what want to be like. What about it being collaborative? Do you like so much? Um, there's so many things that you can't like with like a certain like way of like how your your own lens that you won't be able to see in like a process. Um, okay. you, like you can taste something and be like, oh, this needs pepper or salt, or obviously, you know, like you, you got to season and taste like any like anything you make. But like, there's there's no way that unless you just like obsess over something like all night, you burn the midnight midnight oil about this one idea. <laughs> You know, you save time with when someone's like, oh, what if we just, like, did it on this? Right. You know? Like, you would have never thought of that unless you just obsessed over it over and over again. So, like, one, you save time. Two, you make friends. You build relationships. Like, that's just healthy for the environment of, like, your business and, like, your your restaurant. Um, if everybody, like, is, is friends with each other and, like, your customers will also see that come through. Yeah. You the know? Teamwork's really Teamwork's, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun to be part of like a close-knit team. Winning is so much more satisfying when you're on a team. Honestly. Exactly, exactly. It feels so... I, I just really only know that from like playing soccer and playing Smash. Yeah. It's just like... Winning a doubles tournament? Doubles and like hugging your teammate. Oh, <laughs> heck like, yes. Yeah. So much, more, so much more fun. And um... So obviously you need a sort of team of individuals working in a restaurant. Yeah. Right? Hard to do it yourself. Do you think the creative process can more so be outsourced to peers in your in your circle, in, in a social circle that you, you've created? You know, like other restaurant tours or yeah. other. I don't know. Does, is this restaurant going to be vegan? No. No. Nope. Not vegan. Okay. I'm actually. I'm actually. I'm eating meat right now. You're eating meat? I'm eating meat right now. Is there meat in that coffee right now? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually bone broth. That's what I love about this place. Their meat coffee. <laughs> Slow by bone. <laughs> Slow by bone. Um, Slow bone. But I think, are you asking, like, could it be outsourced in lieu of having that collaborative so, process? Not or? in lieu, but that would be the... Be, because... When I think of what I want to do with my, a lot of my life aspirations, it's important that I'm kind of doing it myself. Yeah. But I know, and you know, as you just described, that if I did it based only on my own knowledge and skills, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get very far. Yeah. So I need to find people who are doing their own thing and being successful at something that I want to be successful at. Yeah, and use their absolutely. At a point, you have to like copy them, and then like once you see what they're doing. Yeah, once you've mastered like the general success template for whatever it is, then you can Absolutely. add your own, and that's what you do with with Smash too. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. You learn the bread and butter stuff, and then just small adjustments here and there, mm -hmm. and that's when the game really starts to open. You get, up. That, you get your own little little shoush. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I think as far as like, because just like getting good at anything, you have to like. You kind of almost have to like live and breathe that thing. You gotta always yeah, be thinking about it, talking about it with other people, you know. I agree. And then you're just like, once you're immersed in something like that, then I think you can really start to open up your brain more to other people's ideas and your own like weird ass creative thoughts about something. Like, oh, what if I down smash here, you know? <laughs> or like, what if, you know, like, what if I dehydrated honey? 
you know? What if I made I honey crystals know. and stuff? I don't even know, man. Exactly. <laughs> you can take all the moisture out of honey, you know what you get? Crystals of honey. And you can put that on okay. stuff, and that's cool. That is cool. So, you know, things like that. Been really into dehydrating stuff lately. <laughs> that's where my brain's gonna go. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That does seem... Yeah, when you think about it, cooking, like... Cooking does seem pretty cool, actually. Yeah, you, it's, it's you like you're a mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get to eat it, so that's also sick. Yeah. I feel like cooking is a great thing to, um, it's like really popular, so like you can quickly monetize it, and mm -hmm. like post pictures online, all the stuff, you can start a YouTube channel where you're cooking stuff all the time. And yeah, absolutely. Cooking YouTube, insane. Yeah. The whole like cooking part of YouTube, have you ever gone that, down that rabbit hole? It's sick. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really, but I know it's out there. You can get lost. So. I know it's a Goliath. Yeah. So, cool. That's kind of what my main focus is right now. Um, of course, besides that, I'm also like writing all the time. So that's really cool. What are you writing? Uh, poetry. Poetry. Yeah. I'm also thinking about breaking into writing comic books, which is that'd be cool. I think it's. I think it'd be really cool. That's also something that I am trying to wrestle with um, pursuing as a degree or just doing by myself like it's another one of those mentor sort of industries who you know as opposed to what you know and stuff like that like experience so, yeah that seems hard to that one seems harder to me to like yeah and just like at this point I'm just like you know I'm young like porque yeah. no los dos so wait say that again uh porque porque no los dos means no why not both why not both yeah so. I was gonna get there. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you were. I know you were. I was just I, trying to speed up the interaction. Yeah, I think I agree. I, you can take ore out of most of your life, and you'll yes. be good. <laughs> yes. And it's just like maybe that slows down how quickly I get good at one thing, but it's also like, and it's been like that. Like, it might, but maybe you just not spend time doing nothing exactly instead, you know exactly and then like the way i think of it in my brain like right now it's like oh you know right now food is right here and comics are right here as in like the hobby slot you know and this is like the like the pursuit slot and then like they can shift right. at different points in my life if i want them to so you know and i think like to that point i think it's like almost detrimental to uh when I think about like who I was like as a teenager or like early college student where it's like oh you need to like define a major and like you're gonna need to pick the thing that you want to do you know and I think that that's like not really how people make their way through life you know you meet so many people that are adults and then they have like their successful thing that they do or like they have their job and they're like oh you know I was a dance major and you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well I was a math major and like you know yeah. they work at like a book publishing place or something like that so I think that's true. That's very common. Yeah, super common. And like, I think like, why not embrace that? I definitely got some of that. I don't know if this is in the other direction, but it's like you're a philosophy major, and we don't know where these people end up. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can do like they're doing anything and you can everything. Do whatever. Right? I don't know. Yeah, because there is no job really out there. Like the only real philosophy major job is honestly teaching it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's one of those majors that gives you a really specific set of tools that you can use to inform the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think English is one of those majors, too. It's all about communicating. 
English seems, yeah, communication has been one of my, um, sort of objects of study or improvement that I want to focus on. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but because I'm unsure how to write goals for improving that sort of thing yeah. quite yet, or what I want my goal to be, I haven't set any goals for improving, but yeah. I know part of that process is doing things like this, where it's like, yeah, I'm absolutely. talking, and you're grinding right now. I might be judged, you know, for putting stuff out there, S sitting in front of a camera and making a YouTube video. That's yeah. like, that's like hard. It's super easy. Yeah. But most people are scared to do it. It makes me slightly nervous to do it. Yeah. But uh, I know that that's gonna ultimately benefit me in other parts of my life. Straight up. Which is the the grander thing as far as picking what to do. It's like. Maybe if you don't have a good idea, pick something that you know is going to uh, improve your skills in something that you know is going to be very helpful long term. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going into real estate eventually, mm -hmm. or not eventually, but in November. <laughs> and I know that's going to teach me a lot of things about business, that's mm -hmm. going to teach me a lot of things about sales and communication. How to know how much certain things are worth, like cost evaluation. Yeah. You know? Because well, people are. Yeah, math absolutely. and stuff, and uh, from what I can tell, it's sort of the lifestyle that I kind of want. With, uh, it's not a nine to five, so right. that's something I like. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I'm crazy in love with real estate or houses or buildings or anything. Like all that's secondary. Yeah. Even though that's like the the brand of the thing, it's like real estate. But yeah. really, there's all these other things with people, communication, business underneath it that are, I know can help my life long term. Yeah, professional relationships. Yeah. So, that's something I regret not doing more of in college. It's just like, I'm only going to take philosophy classes for the most part. Yeah. It's like, maybe I should have just like taken one accounting class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to like, absolutely. It's probably useful. Yeah. I wish I had taken more like, uh, like botany classes or like zoology classes or like there's not really there used to be more of a cooking program at BSU but you know, now there's not really but, um, mm. yeah I don't think it, I don't think it was very popular because like people want to go to cooking cooking programs in like food cities and Boise food cities that's interesting yeah places like Chicago places like Atlanta places mm. like New York um, those are like some cities that have like some of the most like oh you know fucking restaurants is it so. just like big cities is that really what it is it can be yeah but it's also like places that like have like, like a signature food portland yeah are those food cities too yeah and I, i'd argue that boise is like a baby food city you know we have some great restaurants here but we also have people that are just like derivative and they're like just doing things that other of course you know because that's gonna be everywhere yeah what's the best restaurant in boise it's tasso Hands down. Wow. Okay. Hands down. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, I love a good slice of pizza. Yeah. And uh, that newish pizza place, Wilder, is. I haven't heard of that. It's just down Broad Street over there. Mm. Um, it's fucking great. I love that place. Um, Petite Four is right by my house. Um, if you've ever been to Bluebird. Bluebird Cafe. Yeah, the sandwich place. Okay, yeah. Um, the owners started a French restaurant in the bench, like Leta and Alpine, like right What's by it the called? Uh, Petite Four. Oh, okay. And uh, it's right by like the synagogue, if you know where that is. No. It's like past the cemetery, like between Leta and Emerald. 
like right where you're about to go down to Americana. Where the cemetery is, yeah, yeah, it's like right over there. Okay. Um, and it's a French restaurant, and like usually it takes a long time to get in. It's like, it's sick. It's Damn. cool. I've seen. I haven't. I've never like had their food, but like I'm really excited to go there. <laughs> so, that's also another thing about tournaments and restaurants. No one's gonna show up if it's just like if you have good food, but like marketing. You know, marketing. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Part of me knows that marketing is just professional lying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to do that. I think, I think it's framing. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's like... lying, honestly. It does feel that way a little bit, but... Marketing to me it, feels like... Reality, reality <laughs> is, is not anything in particular, right? Right, yeah, honestly, I guess. Honestly, it's like something technically, quote-unquote, bad happens. But really, you can frame it so that it's good. Yes. Every time. You can. But, like, it's also about, like, creating a really... I hate this. I hate the V word. But it's also about creating a really good vibe <laughs> you in that. your space, you know? Yeah. That's why people... That's all that counts, really. Yeah, that's why people hang feel. out at coffee shops. Yeah. You know? So, like... That's why we're you here want, right now. You want people... The longer people hang out at your, at your restaurant, the more they're likely to buy, like, dessert. Or like you know something to sip on. If you serve alcohol, maybe they'll have a glass of wine after dinner or something like that. Or maybe they'll tell their friends that like, oh, it's really great to hang out at. You know, there's so many benefits to having a great V word yeah. at your place of business. <laughs> you know, V word. Yes. Make it cool. All you have to do is make it cool. You just have to figure out what that is. Yeah, I agree. So, and I think the restaurant that I work at does a great job of that. Do you feel like you can try to apply that sort of lens to yourself? Make yourself cool, give yourself a good vibe so that you attract more people? Yeah, I think you could. I think at this, this certain point in my life, I am more focused on cultivating the relationships with people that I already have, like, led to be my friend or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it too, is like how to make this better. How to make them is. hang out, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think that I think you can easily apply that to a lot of parts in your life, to just making yourself, um, you know, just just doing better, you know, of, of being yourself. I don't think you should do it in a way that's like disingenuous. I think you should think about what's important to you, and then like about you know your professional life, and also your personal life, and then just like try to like be as much as yourself as possible. Which might be scary to some people, where it's like. You know, there's lots of voices in people's head that are just like, oh, you're too this and you're too that. And you want to tone, you want to tone that down for people. And I think ultimately it's a process of learning to, to tell that voice to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel conflicted on that. I, I sort of agree, like, yeah, be yourself, even though I, I do hate that phrase because it's really, there are things about myself specific. that I think are like not that great and I want mm -hmm. to improve on. Right. Yes. But on the other hand, it's really just like like your friends like you the most because you're you, the most yourself when you're around them. Mm -hmm. And so if you channel that to strangers, like more often than not, it's going to be a good thing, yeah. not a bad thing. And I feel like we might have all had those friends in like high school or maybe even middle school where you find yourself hanging out with them because they're like cool but they're not when you after you're done hanging out with them you don't necessarily feel like 
don't really feel like I was myself that time. Mm. And I was there with them. So, I don't know. And like we, we internalize that feeling, oh, that made me feel bad. And then, you know, we try not to do that anymore. So. Yeah, I, I, I find that when I'm in situations like that, I'm usually way more quiet. Yeah, than I otherwise me too. Would be. And it's me just too. like, that's why it was bad. It's just because like, I wasn't engaged at all. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like their fault or anything. It's just like I just became insecure, and then I was just uncomfortable. Yeah. And then it, it was just a downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. You ever get introduced uh, to a friend of a friend, and then like you're hanging out, and it's like going fine, and then they just say something fucking crazy, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? No, not like this, really. <laughs> or like you just immediately know, like okay, like kind of like you know, I'm hanging out with this person, like, we're kind of sort of getting along, and I, like, sort of just met them, or I met them once before, uh-huh. and then, like, and then they do or say something that's just, like, <laughs> just, like, definitely not who you, you are. You just don't like it? You just definitely know deep down, like, that's anti-you. Huh. And you're just like, oh, weird. I never feel like it's anti-me, but I suppose I, I just, it's more judgmental, it's just, like, yeah, you're, Yeah, it is like, judging. You're being... Like, you're making a social faux pas right now. Yeah. And it's annoying, and I don't want to be around it because they just of that. Say, like, to me, it's like, oh, they just said something kind of, like, racist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I had I had an interaction where uh, I, I went out uh, to grab, like, one drink uh, with Taylor and one of her really close friends and a friend of mine and uh, some dude that was there also. <laughs> Who knows the That dude? was a friend. What's the connection of... <laughs> Taylor's friend. That's the dude. Okay. Or... So there's so, like five people, right? There's four people. Okay. <laughs> so Myself, Taylor's friend. Yeah. And, well, Taylor's, Taylor's friend is also my friend. Yeah. Okay. And then there's this dude. And then he's just like, it's fine for a while. And then he just, slowly over time, we realize that like, oh, we don't really like this guy. Because he like keeps like doing and saying stuff and like you know, touching people in a weird way. Like, he's have you ever met someone that's just like way? really touchy? Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's not bad. What? Yeah, if it's too much, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's weird, and then, like, they don't get it. So, I don't know. You want to give people a lot of leeway, I think, when you meet them. Because you need to give them space to, like, be themselves. You know? You don't want to talk over people. You don't want to, like, project uh, an energy of, like, you know, this is... You don't want to dominate a conversation. But... Yeah, generally, I, I think that's right. I think... like The optimal way to do it, for me, is just to, like do all the things that you think are good yes. in conversing, and then you have to be really quick to adjust to yeah. the other person. You do have and to be quick hard. to adjust. You gotta be really flexible, hard. huh? Yeah. And for example, like, if the person is really quiet and just, like, sort of uncomfortable, um, like sometimes in my work, I do a lot of the training for new people. Yeah. And what that means is, it's just the two of us The two of us in a car for three hours. Yeah. And they're going to be a lot more uncomfortable than I am because I've been doing this for a long time. Yes. You're familiar with that environment. Or and so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be more aggressive with my conversation to try to get them to open up or feel more comfortable because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just... It's just I mean, getting, people getting comfortable is a slow burn normally. Yeah, it is. And so you if I can have expedite that, earn it's just going to be better. Almost, you know? I mean, that's how it usually is, but I think 
there's a, probably a fast track to it, right? Maybe. Or, I mean, you meet some people that are just like, man, I just really like you. Yeah, you could with I could someone. talk about anything with you immediately. Yeah. And that's going to happen naturally with some people. Yeah. But if you can, you know, tailor the things you say and do. Yeah. I think you can stimulate it more not, intentionally. Not necessarily in a manipulative way, but no. also in a way that's like a, a, an informed and like you listen to somebody. You know, listening is like so fucking important. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I really agree. Sometimes you just not talk. So, let's just have a moment of silence for all those listeners we'll both out there. Listen to each other. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> we only do what we do for all you listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah. Listening skills are super important, even if you have a career or like a relationship where you don't really necessarily have to meet a lot of people and listen to what they say. Because like eventually you will have to listen to what someone says, well, and if for you your miss benefit. that, if you miss that, damn dude, you had one <laughs> thing to listen to. All you had to do was not do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much. That's the same thing in Smash too. All you had to do is nothing. Yeah, but you didn't. You just wait, and you lose. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's Everything has a... Or Smash has an analog to everything in life. Yeah, you know? well, especially if you force the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like Smashers do. <laughs> that's true. It's getting cold out here. I know. It's getting cold out here. Should we pause and relocate? Uh, no. No. It's going to be loud in, in there. It totally will that's be. The we get the occasional car and truck, but... You want to hear other people. You if wanna... other people are having actual conversations and you can hear that, it's that's when it gets. Yeah, you don't want to listen to those conversations. Control. No, you do not. You don't want to listen you to that. Know what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. I will say, I feel like Smash has like kind of been like maybe like the the dotted outline of this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Keep in a way coming back to it, but I will say that I am kind of getting more back into playing the game than I have in a long time. Really? And that's really strange for me, because I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that I want to play again. There's like no reason. I don't know why that I feel like I need to like grind Sheik Marth <laughs> to like one in the morning, you know? I don't know why like I get comboed really badly well, in the first why. friendly, and then I just like, oh, how do I, how do I never get comboed like that again, you know? So... Tell me why. Tell me why. Um, I think it's just like. So I watched the Big House Nine. Yeah, as we did. As we Great all tournament. did. Great tournament. Uh, and that just made me fired up. And I was okay. playing a little bit before that um, because there's this like Montana thing. And. Um, That's the name of it, right? This Montana thing? Yeah. And. Um, and then you, then I heard that like say like so I've been like sort of flirting with playing a little bit more, and then I watched the Big House Nine, and then you you get that there's so much more melee to be played, and it's so true when you see like new players like you know IBDW that just kind of come out of nowhere mm -hmm. and then are a top ten player. Zane, Zane, still dude. pretty. Zane's Zane's like our our time, our level of being into the Smash community. Yeah. Yes, and he's that good. Yeah, that's crazy to me, you know. And like players that are even like 
not necessarily top 10, but are still wicked good, like uh, like Zamu, or just like crazy kids that come out of nowhere. That's awesome to me. R.I.P. Cyrox. Dude, rip that guy. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's really cool. And I'm kind of just like, I think I'm playing more because of that mindset. So, yeah. And then, like when uh, Scar's talking about um, infinite players, infinite games, where like maybe maybe Smash is like a game that like is kind of an infinite game. Maybe. I don't know. It can never be solved sort of thing? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like you see Mango play and he's like he's not, he's just, he's playing in a way that like he kind of wants to. Or necessarily, I don't know. He's he's not he's not playing the same way like Ginger does. No, you know, Ginger has a very methodical approach to Falco. So, but like Ginger didn't win Big House Nine, and like that's a confounding variable, in a way. So like that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, for me, I I feel like the things that I love about Smash, I can try to apply to other things in life mm -hmm. that feel more productive to me on the long term. Yeah, and that's what's cool about it too. Yeah. I definitely learned a lot from, from Smash once I took the time to reflect about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Something just about improving and learning mm -hmm. is super fun. Absolutely. And it's universal. It is. Oh hey! <laughs> Live. We were just meet. talking about how I've never met you. Oh, yeah, that's really funny. I'm Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Taylor. 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 Nice Kevin. Nice to meet you. But yeah, I have I have been playing a lot more, or like thinking about the game a lot more. And falling back in. Yes, falling is the uh, actionable word. <laughs> Good word. Yeah. Um, but it's cool that like, I have this like I think first and foremost I have this like tight knit circle of friends. And I love hanging out with them. And then secondarily, we can all like get sick of this thing. Or like we can all have fun doing this thing. And like we can have fun doing it together, but if you want to, you can be like, well, why did I get hit there? You know, we can, and you, it's easier to have that conversation because you're, you're tight with that person. So. So it really is universalizable in that. Yeah. For you. It is. Or like, I don't know if it was before. Maybe I'm discovering that it is now. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's why I'm more like interested in it than before. I didn't think it was before. I was like, dang, the one thing that I really love to do in my life all the time happens to be this dumb video game. Yeah, absolutely. So unlucky. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, I, you know, we talked about it earlier. Like, I was way more focused in like cultivating that community, and like having a place where everybody can go and have those like experiences. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about like trying to be a player. As much yeah it's kind of like a new thing again mm -hmm. you know? it is and that's like crazy because it's 20 fucking 19 <laughs> yeah. you know this game's been around forever yeah very so. true well well maybe this will be the first time i ever do an actual end segment to the podcast <laughs> maybe, maybe this <laughs> I will say thanks for coming yeah Awesome. Usually we just cut it off. But... Yeah, I, I listened to the Jared one, and he's like, "Well, I have to go." <laughs> I was like, "That's so fucking Jared." Yeah, I have to go to work in ten minutes. Just in the middle of work. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, was he on call? Uh, 
I don't, it's possible. Yeah. We had different schedules that day, I remember. That makes but sense. Thanks for coming on. It was fun. Absolutely. We'll be smashing soon. I'm I sure. think so. I think so. Thanks for listening to episode 11 of Inside Kevin C. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Doug. He's a really cool guy. And uh, lastly, if you have any comments or questions about the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Um, But besides that, take care.